a moment of power. It's time for a Moment of Power podcast with Pastor Johnny Henderson, being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. Deacons who have prayed and 
um, Sister Chesson and all those and the selection that has been brought forth, all those who have participated in this worship experience on this morning, truly we are grateful for you um, all as well. And still we rise celebrating God's faithfulness, past, present, and future. So as we look at this Psalm 119, if you've ever opened your Bible to it, you probably looked at it and said, wow, this is long, and just went to a shorter <laughs> Psalm. So as I studied this, this particular Psalm, which I had not actually studied it before, I've read it, but had not studied, did a, a study on it, um, it is one of the psalms that you will definitely want to go back and read from the beginning. The emphasis in this, the longest psalm, is on the vital ministry of the word of God in the inner spiritual life of God's children. This psalm describes how the word enables us to grow in holiness and handle the persecutions and pressures that always accompany an obedient walk of faith. The unknown author uses 10 different words for the scriptures, the law or the Torah. Here refers to the whole of God's instructions for humankind in general. Therefore, God's law is also called, called his words, testimonies and precepts, statutes, commandments, judgments, in the sense of a rule, a rule for living, promises, ordinances or laws, instructions or commands, way and path. Since we do not know who wrote this particular song, we cannot know the certain when or for certainty when it was written. What we do know is that the author was suffering persecution because of his faithful obedience to God's word. He is a good example for us to follow for he had an inner hunger for holiness and a passionate desire to understand God's word in a more deeper way. All of us should have a personal and deep relationship with the Lord. Amen. We come on Sundays to be fed the word of God. But what do we do Monday through Saturday? What is our relationship? Do we open our Bibles other than Sunday morning? We all need that personal experience and that personal walk with the Lord. Amen. This is what this psalmist had. This is what this psalmist is showing us. And as we continue to look back at our struggles as a people during this month of black history, we are reminded of the Jim Crow laws, which were, which were state and local laws, introduced in the southern United States in the late 19th and 20th centuries that enforced racial, racial segregation. Jim Crow being a disapproving or a judgmental, a negative term for African Americans. Facilities for African Americans were consistently inferior and underfunded compared to facilities of those of white Americans. Sometimes there were no facilities for black communities at all. Far from equality, as a body of law, Jim Crow institutionalized economic, educational, political, and social disadvantages 
and second-class citizenship for most African Americans living here in the United States. After the NAACP was founded, it became involved in a sustained public protest and campaigns against the Jim Crow laws and the so-called separate but equal doctrine. And after the United States abolished slavery, black Americans continued to be marginalized through enforced, segregated, and diminished access to facilities, housing, education, and other opportunities. We are reminded, church, of what we went through and endured as a people, as a people of color, as a people rooted and grounded in the word of God. This is the longest psalm and the longest chapter in the Bible. In acoustic in the Hebrew language, the psalm is divided into 22 sections corresponding to the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Lifting up God's holy word through it all. When the psalmist used the word law, Torah, or any of the other words for the scriptures, he was referring to much more than the Ten Commandments and the ceremonial instructions that, have, that we've now been fulfilled in Christ. He was referring to the entire revelation of God as found in the Old Testament scriptures. Until the books in our, Old, in our New Testament were written and distributed in the first century. The Old Testament scriptures were the only word of God possessed by the early church. Yet with the Old Testament and the help of the Holy Spirit, the first Christians were able to minister and win the laws in a dynamic way. Peter uses Psalms and other scriptures to receive guidance in choosing a new disciple in the book of Acts. He quoted Joel at Pentecost to explain the advent of the Holy Spirit and Psalms as well to prove the resurrection of Jesus Christ in the book of Acts chapter 2. Philip led a man to, Christ, to, to faith in Christ by using Isaiah. Paul found in Isaiah a mandate to continue ministering to the Gentiles. The Word of God Church performs many wonderful miracles in the life of the devoted believer. It keeps us clean, church. It gives us that joy that we all should have from His Word. It guides us. It gives us that hope and peace that surpasses all understanding. His word gives us that freedom that we need and helps us find and fulfill God's purposes in our lives. His word strengthens us to witness to other individuals. When we think we are down and out, church, the word will revive us and get us back on our feet. If we delight in his word, we learn it and we treasure it within and obey what it says. The Lord will work in us and through us yeah. to accomplish great things for his glory. Yeah. Not for our glory, but for his glory alone. Yeah. So as we look at this psalm, we see the Lord, the love of God's word coming forth from the psalmist. In a confident opening statement, the psalmist expresses the happiness enjoyed by those who live according to God's word. Yeah. We see this psalmist addressing God and praying that he himself will understand God's word and be obedient and following it. Because we know that it's, it goes beyond just knowing the word of God. 
But we have to live obediently according to what God's words instructs us to do. That obedience is important. It's important in our lives. He knows that with his desire to be guided by God's word, his life will be fulfilled of purpose and meaning. Though the psalmist may be unsure of his future, he may have been mocked by friends or persecuted by rulers. He will always be loyal to God's word no matter what. He said with vigor, your servant meditates on your statues. Your testimonies are always a delight. They are my advisors. Or in other words, his counsel. He finds his strength that he needs from God's word. How many know God's word will strengthen us? Just when we need it. The word, God's word, promises, he gives his assurance of salvation, which in turn gives courage, gives us answers that we need to go on. When we're mocked by individuals, his word gives us the boldness we need to speak about God to those who are in higher authority to us. God's word does this for his people. And so this is what this psalmist is letting us know. He's given us encouragement that no matter what happens in life, no matter who goes against you, you can always turn to the word of God for strength in times of trouble. When we feel lost, we can turn to God for that direction that we need. His word is the answer that we all need. Isabella Bumfrey was born into slavery and escaped with her infant daughter in 1926. She gave herself the name Sojourner Truth after she became convinced that God had called her to go and testify of the hope that was in. She later went on to become the first African-American woman to have a statue in the Capitol building. You can't tell me what God can't do, church. In 2014, Sojourner was included in the Smithsonian Magazine's list of the most 100 most influential Americans of all times. It is the word of God that brings comfort to the suffering believer church and allows them to find their strength in time of need. You can't tell me what God can't do. No matter where you come from, you can't tell me what God can't do with your life. Don't let the naysayers um, convince you of what God can't do in your life. If God said it, it surely will come to pass. All we need to do is trust and believe on his word. In spite of her life, how her life started out, she trusted in the word of God. And she went against all odds in spite of. Point one, God is good all the time. God is good, church, all the time. 
The afflictions in which, in which the psalmist faced were the lies with which the wicked slandered him with. But the God who made him was developing his character through his afflictions. How many know God would develop our character through our afflictions? They're not for us to go back and retaliate, but to build character within us through our afflictions. What the enemy means for bad, God will turn that thing around and mean it for our good. He'll work on us so that our character will come forth like pure gold. The psalmist says, the arrogant have forced a lie against me. With all my heart, I will comply with the precepts of the Lord. Their heart is insensitive like that, but I delight in the law of the Lord. Yes. It is good for me that I was afflicted, says the psalmist, so that I may learn your statutes. He said it was good that me, for me that I was afflicted because all that did, devil, was cause me to run to the word of God. All that did was cause me to get deeper into the word of God and have a more personal relationship with the Lord. But the devil meant for bad. God turned that thing around and he meant it for our good. So when the enemy comes against you, turn to the word of God. He has the very answer that we need. By coming through his trial with a firm faith in God, the psalmist was an encouragement to others. Because how many know people watch you? Especially when you say you are Christian. They want to see how we're going to handle the situation that we're in. Because others are watching what we do and what we say. Weeping may endure for a night, church, but the joy of the Lord comes in the morning time. During those times of when you felt that you couldn't take it anymore, you didn't know what you want could do. God stepped in and he yeah. gave you a way of escape. How many can testify to that? When you didn't see your way, God stepped in and made a way out of nowhere. He may not come when we want him to church, but he's always right on time. You see, our time is not God's time, it's not our time. So God doesn't move on our time, he moves on his time. So he's always on time. Can I get a witness that God is so good that he's always on time? He's good on a Monday church. How do you know he's good on a Monday church? And he's good on Tuesday. How do you know he's good on Monday, Tuesday? And he's good on a Wednesday. Not only is he good on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, but how do you know God is good on Thursday and Friday?
What is so important is the response of the psalmist during his period of suffering. We see here faith and patience. The focus is on the response of the believer while he waited for the Lord to judge his enemies and deliver him from persecution and danger. He was questioning, but waiting. He was questioning, but waiting. How long, he asked. How long, Lord? He asked in verse 84, and when? Like so many of us, so many we've asked why and we've wondered and we questioned during our times of suffering. It is difficult for most people to wait for things they can see. Some of us have a hard time waiting for the traffic signal to turn green. When traffic comes to a stop, we have a problem. We have a problem in the grocery store when the line is long. Now you know this is Super Bowl weekend. Why do you have two cashiers? Come on. We have a problem waiting in lines. in Congress in 
congresswoman to Congressman John Lewis, who served in the United States House of Representatives, to former President Barack Obama of the United States, first African American president, to Vice President Kamala Harris, our first female African American vice president. She made history again when she served as acting president for 85 minutes. She is the highest ranking female official in U.S. history church. And still we rise. If I can paraphrase Maya Angelou's poem, you may write us down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may try us in the very dirt, but still like us, church, we rise. Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides. Just like hope springing high, still church, we rise. Did you want to see us broken, bowed down and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops? We can buy our soulful cries. You may shoot us with your words, you may cut us with your eyes, you may kill us with your hatefulness, but still, like that, we rise. Out of history's hustle, of history's shame, we rise. Up from the past,
grandparents God. We thank you for our great grandparents and great great grandparents oh God. Who Lord God did not have much oh God. But they took Lord God what you gave them Lord God. And they Father God they were able to Lord God open the doors Father God. So that many of us can be here today oh God. They saved what they had Lord God. So that their children Lord God can have better God. So, Father God, we thank you, Lord God. Oh, God, we thank you, Father God. We thank you for always being there for us, Lord God. For paving the way, Lord God. For reminding us, oh God, of who we are, God. We are children, Lord God, made in your image, oh God. And so, Father God, we thank you. Continue to have your way in us and through us, Lord God. That as we continue to go forth, Lord God. We will continue to lift up your name, God, and to give you glory for whatever accomplishments you allow us to have. Oh, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for all those who have passed through the doors of Little Zion. We thank you for all those who have paved ways, Lord God, for this church as we stand here today, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for the firm nails, oh God, who thought it not robbery to share her gift, Lord God with us, Lord God, and with other churches, oh God. We thank you, Father God, for the place she holds in history. God, you are an awesome God and worthy to be praised. And so, God, we thank you for all that you have done and continue to do. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. A moment of power. It's a moment of power with Pastor Johnny Henderson being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. Connect with them by visiting their website, lzmbc.net. Pastor Henderson, Lady Henderson, and the Little Zion family want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you will not miss a moment of power.